0: Welcome to episode 321 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Right guys, welcome along to episode three, two, one, countdown. Nice I was pretty excited about that when I saw the show notes You were Yeah I was pretty excited yeah. about that So uh, one of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsome and Bevan James Oz How you going mate? I'm pretty good and you? Um, I'm pretty good too That's good I'm just trying to fix my adjustment here um, how, so, Wait a second, are you good? I am good Why are you good John? Um, because... Dark outside? It's dark outside There's The lights And we're we
1: the past the
0: shortest day And you start to notice it's getting long mm-hmm. again don't you? Yeah. Yep. John are you excited? I, I'm so excited I just can't hide it Yes Olympics. Four days, no, it's like three now. Three, it? maybe
1: it must be this this weekend, I guess. Yeah, it's gonna be good times. Time zones not so good for New Zealand. Yeah, it sucks for New Zealand, but doesn't it? If they've got evening events over there, it's not quite so bad. Or early morning events, not so. Will bad. you will you get up in the middle of the night and watch events? No, I'll <clears throat> tape them on the old T box. Uh, you've got tea boxes, haven't you
0: got T box, have not you? I don't have it John I looked You're at getting to Sky anything. You haven't got anything No I, are you know, I looked at getting Sky I really want Because I, really, I, I Would like to watch the Olympics mm-hmm. And uh, I would Yeah you know, I would get up in the middle And watch some things So I kind of looked at getting Sky And I thought Well maybe if I get it for a month And there might be you might it might cost 100 bucks Or something stupid mm-hmm. like that And I was like You know what I'll do that So I rang Sky But they, they commit you to a year John They commit you for a year They lock you in And I was like It's going to cost me like it like a thousand bucks. I was like, oh, I like the Olympics, but I don't like them that much. You gotta find some free source on the internet. Somebody sent an email through. Oh, really? With some site you can maybe get uh, it? Some I'm sure they're paying full price on that <laughs> site. <laughs> Send an email through again. Okay, I'm talking proudly brought to you by Coffees of the, I've got, no, the facts are coming through like crazy. Keep oh, them coming, good. team. Athletics.com Social networking for endurance athletes. And extreme endurance. Just
2: extreme.
0: Mm. This just me being pretty extreme In this week's show yeah. we've got some, uh, we've got some well, Let me put up my show notes here Here we go We've got some news We've got uh, website of the week We've got Coach's Corner What's it on? Uh, it's a topic we were going to cover
1: last week Just some open water swim tips Good Just having a my cup of tea
0: yeah. uh, And then we have also have an interview
1: with Alan Cousins from Endurance Corner. And it's gonna be a pretty precise topic. It's just a couple of power-based workouts for, uh,
0: to improve your half Ironman performance. Oh, nice. And then we have some questions and answers at the end. Well, last weekend we had a couple of IM races and we're gonna start with IMM like Placid. And we must say, Dots. Dots or a- Potts? It's his brother, Yeah. Andy, Andy Potts' brother. <laughs> did a good race, but Andy Potts dominated the he dojo. Did. Dominated the doj. He, he beat 30 minutes by Pete Jacobs. That's a big victory. That's a massive victory. Yeah. What I found really interesting around the results, so Andy Potts had the course, the swim course record, which you'd expect. Yeah. Um, but he was only 18 seconds faster than Tom Evans. In total time? or uh, Total time in the swim. That Tom, seems odd. Yeah, Tom Evans had the record from mm-hmm. about two or three years ago. And you're going to think, well, Surely Potts would go a lot faster than Tom Evans. That's interesting. Did not
1: see that one. Yeah. Haven't really got a, a profound answer for you, I'm afraid. Andy Potts, though, fastest swimmer about
0: 45 By minutes. a country mile, normally. Like, when we go to Kona, yeah, he's, like, he's like miles ahead of yeah. anybody else. Crushes it. He's so, like a chick swimmer. So, yeah, but he... I don't think he went to the Olympics,
1: but he was maybe first reserve or something like that for, the I think, the 4x200 relay. So he was a class swimmer. In ITU standard, he was always first out of the swim. So awesome. And then he just put a... Backed it up with a really solid bike and a solid run, and nobody was even close. So you kind of wonder how far, how hard he was pushing. Um, and he was about a minute. I think I saw a minute forty-eight off Simon Lessing's course records. So solid day at the office, but un, un, untested. Um, some people were talking up, going, "Oh, he's ready for Kona now." It's like quite, quite a different sort of race. Um, I think this is where one of the, the issues with Kona is. You know, bigger guys like Andy Potts. Um, whether he can he can really excel in Kona, if we had a World Championships outside of Kona, he might be a real contender. But I just don't think he's going to be able to quite run fast enough in that heat to be. Um, How
0: many other sports have the World Championships in the same place every year?
1: It's a very good question, yeah. Bevan. And because we like, know.
0: I'm sure there are some. But I was watching some darts the other day, John. You watched darts ever? No, it was pretty entertaining. Yeah. Do, but, do, do, do. Sorry,
1: but but I would, I would imagine any. Um, International Weather where, where, feder- where, where, where feder-
0: where is dependent Okay sure maybe You know Indoor sports will always have Their world championships But where weather no, Is a factor
1: I would say Every sport That is An Olympic sport That has got a international federation That's IOC accredited Then I'm sure They would have to Move it from country To country mm-hmm. Every year um, When there's an event That's a law unto its own Like WTC Like you know, Tour de France Is the unofficial I guess yep. World champs Sort of you know, I, mean, I know they still Have a world cycling champs But Everything's about the Tour de France, um, and then I guess you've got the tennis. The tennis and, and, and they all s- most of the tennis stays in the same place. Yeah, all the tennis t- majors do. Yeah. but so it's a bit different
0: because there's lots of majors. Yeah, so but bit, bit golf's the same, isn't it? Well, mm. the golf moves the course, isn't it? They do yeah. most of them. Yeah. So it's back back to triathlon. Well, no, it's <laughs> yeah. more around the point of eighty Potts. Yeah, like it, it would have been interesting to see if Man over the years had changed location. Mm. Who would have been world champions? Mm. You know, you'd, you'd argue Molina would have done a lot better as a as a long distance guy. You're stealing a top hot topic of the, for, oh, the next, for
1: next week. That oh, was, t- it was actually going to be my my hot topic for next week. If they moved the world championships, who would be the athlete, or who would be some of the athletes that would have potentially won a bit more? And I think. Yeah, we'll cover that when we get there. Oh, okay. I've just, okay.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll shut it there. Shut the door, be Okay, well, Pete Jacobs, he came in at second. He did at an 8.56, which is a pretty slow day for him, but I get the feeling maybe he was just trying to validate.
1: You kind of think so, because uh, yeah, he sometimes has a bit of a, a well, weakness he ran on a the 302. Bite. Yeah, so I think he would have shut it down on the second half of the run, but still, I think. Uh, who, who knows, we, we should ask him. I, I did go onto his um, his website to have a look, but it didn't really say much about it. He just sort of see he shut it down a bit from halfway on the run um, and needs to work on his bike. But, yep. you know, I don't think we should read too much into it no. other than he needs to pull his finger out on the bike, I think, for Kona. You know, we know he can swim, he can we run. know he can run, and if he can um, be riding with those guys, this year he's not going to be... You know, fly under the radar. I think the first year he put that amazing run split in, second year he still was quite under the radar. This year, not going to happen. So and there's going to be a bit more pressure on him this year as well. I think.
0: Yep, totally. And there's the media pressure. Once you've gone to the top three, the next year your media commitment's always a lot more. You know, mm. like it's all that kind of work. You know, he's gone to the next level. Number three, who was that? Roman Guillaume from France. He
1: was in second place uh, off the bike and then faded with only a 326. That's a pretty miserable run. Um, and for a 908. So across the board, you know, Andy Potts 825 second, 856 third, <laughs> 908 pretty big gaps there um, again not take, when, when we say these things we're not taking anything away from the the guys you know if Roman Galam I know he can actually go a bit quicker than that but guys like finished 4th and 5th they might have had amazing races we're really commenting on Probably the strength, of of the field. The strength yeah. and depth of the field, and uh, similarly on the go- the girls' side of things. Bevan and I were discussing before the show, just looking at the swim times of the girls. Man, one oh nine for the girl who won. Jesse Donovan swam a one oh nine, as did second place Jenny, Jenny Hanson one oh nine again. One oh nine for an isn't it? average age grouper. Hey, you're, you're doing okay here, but for a female Ironman champion.
0: And you, and you know what? You can argue, you can go, come on, boy, she won the race, which is, fear yeah, cool. Like, it totally, mm. she, she won an Ironman, so we can't give her too much of a hard time, but... It, it kind of says something about female racing in these second-tier races, doesn't careful, it? Careful, be a bit well, careful. you know, you've got to say the facts, John. You've got to bring out the hard conversations, and I'm willing to do that because <laughs> that's my job. Yeah, sure. And, uh, you know, when you've got a race where you've got, you know, the top three girls go over an hour in a swim, mm. and significantly over an hour for two of them, you know, they're nearly an hour ten, mm. um, it does say something about these second-tier races which, you um, they got a bit of work to do. Yeah but, yeah, but, you know, she still did 9.49, which is respectable, but. Yeah. So for first of the girls was Jessie Donovan, 109 swim,
1: 5.19 on the bike, 3.13 on the run for a 9.47. And then uh, Jenny Hansen, 109, 5.27, 3.12 for a 9.56. And then Jackie Gordon, 102 swim, 5.32 on the bike, and two. A 328 on the run for a 1008. So again, when you look at the girls' spread versus um, the guys' times, you know Andy Potts did an 825. First girl was an hour 20 behind. Granted, Potts is, is what you would consider a top top top, top yep. level level g- level guy, but still um, an hour 20 behind the first man. That's quite a gap. Normally, if you sort of look for comparable results. Take Crossy Wellington out of the equation. Um, yeah, around about a 50 minute mark is sort of about right.
0: But the question is, is, so obviously the male field wasn't that strong either. You know, like we've got an age totally. group, we've got fifth. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, know, so David Morris, congratulations, awesome result. And top age group in the female got sixth overall as well. Catherine Thomas, well done. Mm, so, mm. And we're not being hard, but it's just, I think it's important to recognise that obviously these second and third tier races. Are going to get second, third tier fields, and you know you're going to see races where a person can be 15 minutes out of the water and still win a race. And it's going
1: to happen more and more, especially with these ones that are getting closer to Kona. Um, and you know, as more and more Ironmans come online, as they try to stream them into you know your regional championships, your first tier, second tier, third tier, it's going to happen more and more. What I would hope is that some of these people um, winning these races, if they can get a bit of a bit more profile, hopefully we've been. Helping somewhat, about putting them down.
0: Um, we love you. We love you, Jesse. We love you guys. We uh, love you. Honestly and well done. Like I don't want to, but it has to be said. Yeah. Like when I looked at the results, what's the first thing you thought? I thought that's pretty slow. Well, I thought Andy,
1: you know, the first the guys. I think is one side. But the girls. Firstly, I don't know any of them. But we've also got a bit of a bit of love for. I've got to give a bit of love to here to um, Jesse Donovan because I think she, she's the, fir- the greatest. George. Sorry? She, St. she George as well she, yeah. she got second at St George and she got 11th in Arizona last year and I think but, she's a first year sort of pro so, so yeah, good yeah. on yeah. her I um, well, never won
0: nine, man, but man but
1: yeah You would have had a 15 minute lead on no, her I would have had more than there.
0: that mate. <laughs> 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 Yes, I probably would have taken her out <laughs> uh,
1: I'm Man UK um, Similar sort of story there, a lot of names we're not super familiar with um, So the winner on the guy's side was Daniel Holtzworth, he swam 47 John,
0: John, has Brett Sutton got leukaemia?
1: No, well, as far as I it said, his old coach. But oh, his old that, coach. I thought, oh goodness. Um, but yeah, he apparently was racing for his old
0: coach, who's got because he's Team TBB now. Yes, and uh, and it, yeah, oh, don't I miss old? Ah, uh, mm. like, oh, jeep, is important it's word. Good. Yeah. It's not good for the old coach as well. But no. was, yeah, I hadn't heard anything about Soto.
1: So he swam five hours, uh, rode five hours. It'd be a long swim five hours, uh, and then he ran three hundred three for an eight. 55? How far would you swim in
0: five hours, John? How, already, how far do you reckon if you swam five hours, what distance would you cover?
1: Um continuous you wouldn't I wouldn't get fifteen, oh, maybe fifteen K? I guess. I don't really thought about probably about fifteen K. Three K an hour?
0: Yeah. No, I don't reckon you could do it. You'd yeah. fade.
1: Dunno. Dunno. I've swam ten K before. Have how long did that take you? We did ten, we ten, uh, 100 100s. We did uh, this is long course, no lane ropes. We did 20 on 130, 20 on 125, 20 on 120, 20 on 125, 20 on 130. It's pretty
0: impressive. It was. Were well, you absolutely smashed? I was a little tired at the
1: end. Yeah, that's a birthday special on France. Well, happy birthday! Yeah, yeah. But you love that
0: birthday present. I'm not wronging you next year for your birthday. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Uh, So 8:55, pretty convincing victory in the end. Uh, 12 minutes over Fraser Cartmel, who faded on the run for only a 3:15 for a 9:07, and Paul Haskins in third place with a a 9:10, and first age grouper over there was in fifth place, Sam Baxter, and also. Plug for Peter Vabrusic. He came home in a two fifty four fastest marathon in the day to take fourth
0: place. Well, that was a pretty smoking run.
1: And on the girls' side of things, Bevan, do you want to pronounce the uh, the winner there?
0: Emile Milan. You pronounce it nice and softly and quietly.
1: Yeah, just doing a mix names. So Irish girl. Um, she won the UK. Do you reckon st- I did it all right then? Yeah, I think you're close enough. Okay. She she swam one hundred and three and was. 15 minutes down, like a 103, it's not as bad as 109, but when you're up against Amanda Stevens, who's oh, the Amanda fastest Stevens, Goldberg, um, she? swimmer in the world by quite, quite some eight. shot, she was only four seconds behind Fraser Cartmell, so basically she was in the lead male bunch coming out of the swim, and she sort of more or less maintained that lead um, on the bike, she, she only lost two minutes to the to the Irish girl, Irish girl had the full Irish kit going on, she had the, not really the, representing the, the full the country. on green top, tri Kiss Me I'm Irish? greens um laces, green uh calf bands, everything going on um so she, so she took two minutes out of it, but then uh, crushed it on the run with a three eighteen for ten o eight and um passed and disposed of Amanda Stevens, who still finished second in ten sixteen and uh Annette came from Germany was third in ten twenty one wasn't a massive amount written about either of these races online, sort of just a
0: Quick wrap up, wasn't it? Quick wrap it? up. Well, it wasn't one of the stories comments. of the day was that, um, and Tim Hemming, Tim Hemming, yeah, yeah, he sent it through. I was talking to him about the Olympics, he's doing yeah. he's doing like heaps of
1: events. And I think, sorry, I think Emma, Emma Cranfield, I think, was the first age grouper at Ironman UK girls. Well, Rebecca Romano, no, uh, the, the fifth place, oh, the girl who's the Yeah, you used to be an Olympic cyclist?
0: No, John, she's one of a few athletes to win two Olympic medals in two different events. Right. She won a silver in rowing, Mm -hmm. and then she won a gold in track cycling in 2008. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? You do see rowers coming across track cycling and doing pretty well. Rowers are just athletes, aren't Mm -hmm. they? Rowers are just animals. I used to coach this guy called Ian Smallman, who was a Mm -hmm. New Zealand rower. I went in his personal training, and I used to personally train him. And uh, as a personal trainer, you get kind of like, Different types of clients. You get the type of client who just really just wants to hang out for you. Who doesn't mm-hmm. maybe have many friends in life. <laughs> you <get> a little <laughs> bit of that, and then you get the the client who's kind of happy just to kind of tick the boxes, and then you get the hardcore just want to beat themselves up. Mm. And when you just dream for clients like that, and they, you, whatever you deal to them, they just come back for more. And I had this guy, Ian Smallman, and he actually cycles a bit, more, well, when I was still doing Ironman, he was cycling a bit, and the guy was just a beast, and you just absolutely destroy himself, and you just throw so much stuff And he was like six and built like a brick house, and just, oh, I was so great, yeah, and those rowers are mean.
1: But you know something about rowing? So they've got the World Cup circuit, yep. I don't know how many races there are, there's not that many, no prize money. Oh really? Yeah. So, is it just all Olympic funded, is it? Yeah, it's just basically funded. I mean, there are some prize money races around there, but I was talking to some But it's not a poor coaches. man's game, is it? No, but it's not a rich man's game. I mean, I oh, know it's... Well, it's, but it's not like it
0: affluent schools and universities and all that crap.
1: Yeah, but I think that a lot of them are living on the bones there. They, don't, they, don't, they get some funding, obviously, for living and all that sort of stuff, but I think they're making great money. Not making great money. But anyway, yeah. so that was interesting. I was talking to some rowing coaches a while ago. I said, oh, so what's the prize money like? No prize money. <laughs> on the yeah. World Cup it's amazing anyway
0: um, Ironman was bad John exactly yeah well you pros stop complaining <laughs>
1: yeah coming up this weekend uh, not, not coming up this weekend um, next, next Ironman Iron Man is uh, Ironman New York on August 11th so next week we might be maybe do a bit of an update on the uh, the Kona standings where people are at because other than some 70.3 results that's more or less it in terms of the first cut off date which I think is the end of July um, but this weekend coming up we've got When's th- the second cutoff date Sometime in August.
0: Okay, so maybe. is it just New York left, or is there other races? Oh, no, there's a few others. Yeah, no, there's a few others.
1: Does Canada count for this year or next year? This year. Oh, okay. Yeah. We've so got Vineman. Vineman. coming up this weekend. Something interesting about man. I love how they're doing this. It's a, it's a different sort of prize money system. It's not great prize money because um, – and you never, you, you're always going to struggle in, in the States competing with so many different events, but um, – so for the for the VIMAN this year, they've got $4000 in time bonus money available. The money will be shared between any men finishing under 9 hours 30 for the race and any woman finishing under 10:30. For example, if only one athlete goes under the appointed time, they pocket the entire 4000. If good. five athletes go under the appointed time, they'll each receive 800. This marks the 7th year that the bonus money will be offered. Um, exactly. We're also offering an extra 500 bucks for any athlete breaking the existing and overall course records. 8, which is 8.50 for the men and 10.13 for the women.
0: Didn't, did Del Campo win this race? No. He got like a second or
1: something, didn't he? Maybe. But no, he didn't. He's, I mean, he's a real mate, estate guy now. Your mate, Dave Glover, I think you quite a Yeah, often, he won isn't? it.
0: won it, yeah, yeah. Mm. So Brandon sells real estate. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're, if you're, he's in Boulder, isn't he? I, I'd imagine so. Yeah, if you're in Boulder, you want some real estate. Yeah. Brandon yeah. Del Campo. Brandon Del Campo he does a bit of work for Everyman Try as well. He does some like video stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah nice. he's, he's 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 everywhere. Um, um, I love it. I think it's a great idea. I think it's really really cool you know, like it's obviously, you know, they don't have the same kind of financial backing as an Ironman race, but it's kind of, you know, it's a bit of initiative and it kind of rewards everyone who does a great day and it's yeah, it's kind of a different concept, but it kind of works, is not it?
1: And if you're looking for, it's, it, I mean, we've never been to the race, but the feedback we get is fantastic and it's just a nice sized race, you know, they've got around about 800 men and they've got about 300 women, so you're looking at around about that thousand to mark by the time you get all the DNS's and stuff on the line and that's, a, I like that size race, you know, about a thousand people. These massive big Ironmans which pump out, you know, 5,000 or 3,000 people. thousand It's just a zoo out there. So if you're looking for something different, check out Vineman. Uh We've got Extreme Man in Hungary this weekend and also the next round of the Hits series in Fort Collins. Interested to know how the Hits series are going this season. Well, you know, second, I remember, they were there,
0: going that well. Well, that was
1: where we looked at sort of last year. Haven't really been looking. And they're doing the full package. We just focus on the Man side of things and they don't seem to have huge numbers in that, but it may have changed a bit this year. But <clears throat> just wondering about the overall... Race day package, um, how they're still doing this year. So, if you have done any, pop us an email, let us know how they're going.
0: Okay, John. John's you update, what's yeah. happening? Oh, no, Road sales out in 53 minutes, the fastest it's ever gone out. Yep. They basically opened the entries and it sold out, which you kind of, I suppose, nowadays, if you look at a Road comparison to a, to a big eye man, it's kind of what you'd expect, mm. isn't it? It is, yeah. So, good on them, yeah, good, they're doing good work, challenge, keep it up.
1: And uh, see, some your update,
0: uh, Hamburg was not Hamburg. Just, sorry, just before I go to John's ITU update. What do you think's gonna happen? What's happening with Ken's? Have we heard anything else about that?
1: Just be an iron man. No, no, but in terms of the prize
0: money go or going to the court and don't know. Gotta get an insight on that one. Okay. Yeah, don't do just it, whisper yeah, it, yeah, whisper okay, it. cause it's a job. Secret squirrel. Okay, shh. We're uh about John's
1: IT. IT update. So Hamburg was last weekend, last round of the series or and last real races before the Olympics. Um Brownlee- second,
0: but Was it a good good field?
1: was not bad, Brownlee, Brownlee was on the start list, I'm sure I talked about that last week, but he uh, he wasn't there. So you had uh, Richard Murray from South Africa sprinting to the finish, it was a sprint distance um, from Javier Gomez and on the girls side of things you had Erin uh, Densham take out the girls race from, I can't quite remember, I did watch it yesterday. Um, but anyway, sprint distance, quite cool. One thing that I found really interesting, um, and I didn't know this was happening, was that They've got some new system where there's a bonuses on the bike. If you can get a breakaway going on the bike, there's cash bonuses. So but how
0: do they determine if you get a breakaway?
1: So what they were saying in the coverage of this race, which is a sprint, that the lead group, there was a breakaway group of, um, I don't know, there's like five or six of them, and they had to get 30. On the sprint distance, you've got to be 30 seconds ahead of the next how group. How do you determine what a
0: breakaway is? How many athletes
1: is it when, when we it's a breakaway? One, two, three, four, five, six, however many. But is there uh, a rule? Oh no, there, there must, be a, must be a limit on the size. Yeah, do
0: that. I say, okay, if there's a breakaway of, of five, so then if there's six, you go, well, can you please leave? You're costing us money. <laughs> yes.
1: so I, I, that's the, it's the first I've heard of it. So there must be some ruling on the size of I like, the I like why they're
0: doing it, because obviously the cycling is kind of
1: and, boring, yeah.
0: boring so it's trying to create some interest
1: so let's say for example it might be 10 a limit of 10 and you've got to be 30 seconds up on the next group and if you're 30 seconds up you split um, the money Do you. you split the money between your group and if it doesn't go on that race Bonuses to the next race. Oh, really? So So it
0: potentially could be quite a good payday. Yeah,
1: because this race, um, it didn't didn't go in the the race before, and so it jackpotted on the guys. There was was five or six guys off the front, and they needed 30 seconds. They got off the bike, and they were 24 seconds. Oh, no. (laughs) 30 seconds is quite a lot, really, isn't it? In a sprint distance. Yeah. And then in an Olympic distance, it has to be 50 seconds. Is that a lot?
0: Uh, It's it's significant. So then the question is, is, as a guy who's not going to be a runner... Will you get five or six of those guys taking that risk for the money?
1: Yeah, I would say so, yeah. It's, Ooh, that's um, good. it's good initiative, isn't it? It's just spicing it up. I mean, they're doing some good things. They tried this, you know, the sprint distance race in Tisavarius where you had the, the two rounds. They're trying something a little bit different here to try to spice up the, the bike course. I think what they need to be doing is making the, the courses a hell of a lot harder, but they've got this, they're a bit hamstrung where they really want to go to the big major cities and yeah. they're a bit stuffed in terms of, well, course they're just to make, yeah. make up whatever,
0: whatever you can. So, um, I saw an interview with uh, the uh, Brownlee boys. I saw like a pre-Olympic, you know, these boys are going to be the. And it was really fascinating the dynamic between the two, mm-hmm. because Alistair obviously thinks he's the best. Yeah, and uh, and he kind of you know like you can, he kind of talks to his brother about it too. Yeah, you know he tries to be as good as me and you know <laughs> those are the words he was using. But it was definitely. Oh a, yeah, no, definitely it's like that. Yeah, yeah, and it's. it's uh, yeah, I bet your brother's deep down he's going. I'm going to smash you one day.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people say that he's more, he's more talented than and talent's a funny funny word, but he's. He, potentially think he Potentially he's going to be A lot better than, uh, than His brother A bit like Venus And Serena Williams I guess when they started off You know, Yeah because Venus Was the, the better was, player was crushing realm, she? It. And then Serena's talent Came through um, Or skill Whatever you want to call it And, uh, and she ended up Being the, the, the dominator I did want to bring up How, how good the prize money is On, on the ITU certainly. Okay let's have a look at John And so um, the, the, Again they've improved there That Last year I think They were paying 15 deep Now they're paying 20 deep In, uh, in world championship races And Twenty thousand US for first place, and it dropped. And you're still getting a, a thousand US if you're finishing in twentieth. And then the series, and then the, the grand finale. It's thirty thousand US. So the grand first. finale is just
0: the world championship.
1: The the last race of the series. So this year it's an. And Auckland. do they call that the world championship? No, they don't. It's a bit like Formula One. It's uh, so it's they a don't have a world series. championship race now. No, not really. You're not really oh. a world champion. You're a world series champion. Why not? Because they wanted to get. Cons- they wanted to get people turning up to every race, and so you're a series champion rather than a one off so for example, last year, Andrea Hewitt won the the grand finale race oh, she's, she's
0: currently in the lead of the rankings mm-hmm. right now yeah, yeah, but
1: she wasn't she 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 can't go around calling herself the world champion that's a bit silly no, I can see both sides of the story. I agree with you, yeah, you know, I think they should have a world championship yeah because the problem year. with this is
0: this is sure you're obviously how many races are there in the series mm-hmm. maybe eight okay so over 8 races If you're the most Consistent athlete You're going to win mm-hmm. but It doesn't mean You're best athlete
1: Totally same, same with Formula 1 Isn't it The Formula 1 series Yeah Generally they probably Won the mo- most races Not always Last year Helen Jenkins won it um, And she was probably The best athlete
0: She was year. Yeah So Well is currently In first place Yes She's got a good lead mm-hmm. So she might win it So in theory In any the other year or Back in the past Andrew here Would have been world champ Yes, based on what you're telling me here, exactly. It takes me this early in the morning. Goodness, who's who's awake at seven ten?
1: Uh, so just re- just really want to highlight what good prize money there is on the ITU circuit this year, and they and they they, they seem to be constantly trying to so Andrew, make improvements. So Andrew, what about thirty grand for that race? Yeah.
0: Nice. Yeah.
1: Go to the Kiwi. Exactly. She's so gonna put Gold John. And then, then you've got the series bonus. What's the series <laughs> bonus money
0: there? Sixty oh, there's a par, bonus pool of sixty thousand. So yeah,
1: so if, if she won the you know, again if she won the final finale race this year she'd get thirty grand for that. Sixth if she's first grand. in the series, it's another sixty, ninety thousand dollars for two races for, for for plus all the other stuff she picks up. So Although in saying that money. as much
0: as this is good, what you can argue is that I am a world champs, in more than this. This is true. You know, like you and I, men champs. It's hundred grand, yeah, one hundred twenty-five. I think. Yes, yeah, one hundred twenty-five grand. Well, it's more than a whole series plus the grand finale. I still think that you'd the be to- the top ITU athlete
1: in prize money would be earning more than the Craig Alexander's from prize money. From prize money, Craig Alexander would probably make.
0: Well, I more- don't know now. I don't know. Let's say. Uh, so let's say someone like Brownley. He mm-hmm. so he does eight, eight events. Say so he does six Okay so he does six How many would he win Let's say he wins all six, six. Yep <laughs> Six <laughs> out of the That's why he can be cocky so he would win 100,000 from five of them If he won the grand finale So 130,000 Plus another 60 Plus another 60 200 grand 200 so, grand. grand So then you got Crowe He wins world champs Is 125 mm-hmm. Then you got Melbourne 75 No, how much did he win in Melbourne? 25? 25-ish something So it's 150 mm-hmm. Then the 70. 70.3 30. champs It's probably maybe 70 Something like that 220 So it'd actually be more
1: yeah, but Brown I mean, yes, I think it'll be close. Oh now you're reneging. No, I'm not reneging. <laughs> now you're
0: reneging. Brownlee
1: would do other races as well.
0: But yeah, no, you'd be right. Be crow cl- would do some other races as yeah,
1: well. It would be close.
0: Yep. Yeah. So actually I th- I think the argument is more for the th- for the lower down they'll be making more Yeah, if, money, you, if you took they can this, race more and if you took second place in the RTU. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think for the top guys, I think you could probably argue it's pretty even if if not anything, maybe Crow's doing a little bit more. But for the next tier, maybe from like the five down mm. Because you can just race a lot more, yep. you know. And, and in an ITU race, you know, in these races, you are an eighth, you're pulling out three and a half grand, mm. you know, and in a grand finale getting five. And then if you get an eighth overall, you, there's another nine grand. So, you know, I think maybe for second and third tier guys, it's definitely more money. But for the top, I think Croes probably the most patriotic right now. If you put overall package, I'd say yes. A, as in, as in results from from racing.
1: And if you, if you if you package it up as well in terms of sponsorship, appearance, prize but do, you money? Think, do you think Mac
0: would make more money than Croes?
1: That's a good question Don't know
0: Because I think Mecca's a more Kind of sponsor Although Crowe's on everything right now Yeah Exactly So Got a next order of bike jersey. Sure they're not struggling, John. Sorry? Surely not
1: struggling. Surely <laughs> so not struggling. The next round of bike jersey's orders is, uh, is going out on the 1st of August. I'm putting the order in. So if you want to IM Talk bike jersey, yes! go onto our website and um, just yes! click on the store and the clothing, and then there's um, bike jersey order form, and it's closing off on August 1st. Also, I've got to give a plug to the Kona 70.3, because uh, the Philinator, he lost his swim cap, his goggles, and his... Try so he didn't lose them, he left them behind at the race, and, uh, and then he went home the next day. And I went and just put, put a, a missing, missing reporting. In, in. Did it's, you do Why didn't he do it? Because he'd gone home. He's an adult, there. he'd gone home. <laughs> He's probably hung over again. Um, and
0: they sent them all the way out to New Zealand for him. Well, wow, that's pretty cool. I just thought that was pretty good. A lot of racers wouldn't bother doing that. Well, so no, that's not that. true because one time. It was the Iron Man or a Challenge, I can't remember what race I did. Mm. And I left the top behind mm. and they sent it to me. And it was a dirty old top that I knew I was gonna lose. And yeah. <laughs> they sent it to me. So good on them as well. Yeah, good on you guys. Race organised, you rock. Okay, sponsor. F Yes. Oh
1: no, coaches, if you're listening, get your athletes on it because What time have we got this interview? Sorry? What time is it? Oh good. Yeah. We're um, power. And for me, as a coach, you know, trying to keep track of what everybody's PBs and stuff are is, is a bit of a challenge. And if you, um, you know, if you are watching a live live result or something like that, you're watching Ironman.com or Challenge, or whatever. And you think, Oh that looked like a pretty good result, but was it their best time? Boom. Log on to Athlete. Boom. Look up your Athlete. All the results are there in one place. You don't have to go through about five gazillion different websites and uh, and try to find the different Ironman results. It's all in one place. So I really like that from a coaching perspective. So I encourage. Coaches, get your athletes on it, and then also for your athletes, um, one thing you can do on Athletics again is, is do your research on your competitors. You just click on the, the members button at the top, type in you know, the person you want to slam in the next race. If they're on Athlinks, they're going to have all their race results up there. You're going to see their weaknesses. You're going to see that person does swim a 109 for that swim. I'm going to take them down um, and you can just see all their splits across the board and uh, and you know what you're up against. So, coaches, do your, do your research and get your athletes on it so you can see what they're up to and compare it um, with, with current results. Athletes, do your research so you can lay some smack down on your fellow competitors. Nice. Cool. Oh, so what's that? That's my reminder. 15 minute reminder for interview, Bevan. We've got oh, 15 minutes. Good. 15 minutes. You know, okay. I like my calendar things on my phone now because I always get my 15 minute warning. So, it was all synced together now, is it? My life synced And beautiful Do you homerings. like the synced
0: world uh, It does make life easier Doesn't it It does I like Dropbox I'll give Dropbox a plug I'm loving Dropbox He's loving Dropbox John, John emails me He's seen this Dropbox thing and well, I've John. been off for a while But I just haven't really Utilised it uh, now. Although admittedly um, Someone else did The same thing to me A while ago And I didn't know about Dropbox And then I opened my eyes To the world of possibilities John Yes So open everybody else's Eyes to the world of possibilities On Athlinks.com. Check okay, it out There we go And if you've got Dropbox John gets it What do you get? A free 500. like five hundred meg free every time I share it with someone. So if you, if you want to get up, Dropbox, email John yes. and he'll get a free. Yeah,
1: email me. I'll invite you to some <laughs> blank folder. Yeah, and uh, you get on it.
0: Okay. Uh, hot topic of the week so this is probably brought to you by yourself. Let's try. And last week we talked about what made you want to do your second. I'm in, and it came through. Let me pull up my little show notes here. And this week's discussion was sent through from. I didn't even mention it. That yeah, was the week. problem, wasn't it, John? We yeah. kind of was too busy gossiping about whatever we were talking about last week, and. And then after the show, I thought, oh, we didn't do the Hot topic. So what happened was, Adam Tenley sent through an email saying, basically, he'd done his first Ironman. He was only ever going to be a one-and-dunner. And then he had a lady called Julia from the Berkshire Tri Club, and he said she's just a legend. She's just one of those people in the club who does so much great athlete herself. And, and so go, Julia, you rock. We think you're amazing. And she said to him, just like, like Yoda would. Mm-hmm. How does Yoda speak? He always says things around the wrong way. He does. like He goes... Yeah. Because she said you'll do another one, but she she probably said another one you will do. <laughs> right, <laughs> that was a pretty go. good joke wasn't it? Very good. Yeah. And uh, and so and he, and he thought well, yeah whatever. And then he, he says, whatever Wh- whatever put <laughs> the W on his forehead. <laughs> 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 and uh, and and she was right. There you go. And he's looking to do another one. I think he's looking doing one sometime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm just losing the plot. Okay. Pete yeah. Hagen,
1: he said he went back the second time because he DNF the first time. Oh, well, that's round. a good
0: reason to go back. Cyclops. Um, Methean McGuinness first sucked balls and <laughs> a year later.
1: So, Doran dropping the base Basso <laughs> did my first Iron Man. Um, Knew that on the experience alone I would drop 15 minutes with a year's, year of training. I want to go at least half an hour faster. So the next day I signed up for the same race next season. That was back in 2009 and now I'm itching to find a
0: way to fit another Ironman. Nice David Yates said I did Ironman Melbourne a year after Challenge Wanaka which had a ridiculous headwind but didn't put me off. I wanted to go faster next time and Melbourne made sense because it's my hometown. Ironman Port Macquarie is next. Adam Titley, the man who came up with the topic. Wow, I'm slightly famous. You're not slightly famous. No, you're you have very made it, famous. made it. Watch uh, out for
1: TMZ. To be clear, I've not yet signed up for my second. It's very interesting to see the time gaps and the motivation from you guys, So Thanks. Nice.
0: Uh, Aaron Lee's good question. I had planned to do one. I am in, I'm in Canada in 2009. I trained very diligently and met my goal of completion. Other than the flat. Uh, I fled on a bike, which I changed quickly and resumed my ride, the day was perfect. But I wondered, could I have gone faster if I hadn't had the flat. So two years later I did Ironman Canada in 2011, ironically my giant had changed and I was not as focused as I needed to be on my training and completed the event 16 minutes slower than in 2009, which leads to me signing up to Ironman Canada in 2013, oh. it is so addicting. Carl Pittman, first one
1: was The Longest Day in 1995. Second was Ironman UK in 2009. A 14 year gap was due to work, st- studies, commitments, and helping my wife through a period of illness while we started to raise two kids. I decided to take up Ironman again as, it was starting to pile, as I was
0: starting to pile on the pounds. Nice, nice. With well, John Ellis. Mm-hmm. Good old Christchurch Muscles M- ink, Muscles ink. He's got uh, my first was Auckland in 2000- 1992, John. He was swimming in the, in the polluted water.
1: Oh know There's some at Mission Bay. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw I thought it they moved because of the water. No, no, that was the um, sort of the World Cup circuit. Uh, no, 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 nothing polluted. No, just had to get so out of Auckland. Why? Why did they get out of Auckland? Because it's just a pain in the ass place <clears throat> to try to organise anything. Because all the public complain if they if it's going to take them two minutes extra to get anywhere on a on well, what, Sunday. Well, why have we got
0: a seventy point three there then? Good point. It's if you wait till you a, go two, regions, you get, two get, years. You two years arms. We'll have uh, seventy point three world champs in Christchurch. is pretty good here right now. The in
1: town. I'll be interested to see. Why don't you go to the website? Because I'm not online. Is uh, I think entries open today. I'll be interested to see what time of the day they start that like seventy point three. Well,
0: I know someone who's who's cancelled the Wanaka race to do the Auckland. Really? Yeah, yeah. Because mm. yep. So so <clears> definitely it appeals to some people. I think it'll be an early morning start. Oh, you do mm, get over the bridge. Yeah, you're going to have to. It'll be a Sunday too, surely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, then I did challenge Wanaka in 2010. 18 year gap. I was inspired by the dream of Kona, and I did Wanaka to relearn Ironman distance racing before the quest for a Kona slot. Still uncertain whether I can achieve it, but I'm still living the dream. Nice. Finally, by me, Mora Tari. I was
1: only going to see one to see if I could. Had a great day and qualified for Kona 08, so I just had to go seven months later. Challenge Monica, um 2013 will
0: be my sixth. You've gone from the bottom um, to the top. I've oh, gone that way around. I'm messing with you. Oh, well, Christine McKinley, she's got to my second a year later when all the toenails are growing back and I could only remember the good times. Bevan, why did you do your second one? Because I had a really crap first one. Why well, mm-hmm. did I have a really crap? No, uh, I did 11 hours on 10.59, I think I did for my first one. And it was, the thing for me was, I did a marathon and I was a fit guy and I, I think I did two forty eight. I think my first marathon in and, and still your PB? No, no, my PB is two um, two forty two. I think it is. But anyway, um, but yeah, it seemed a lot easier the first one. But I've to imagine. yeah, <laughs> I just cruised it and I kind of got a good time. But anyway. Um, and I did all these races and I never really felt that challenged mm. and admittedly maybe I could have learned to go faster in those races but at the time I was just a completion guy and then I did 9man it just blew me out of the water it just mm. destroyed me and I thought wow that's pretty appealing so for me it was just that, the challenge of it so, and mm. then I went back and did okay
1: my first one was South Africa and
0: you are winning it remember yeah
1: 2001 <laughs> yeah. and that's a that's another great thing for athletes. that result is lost on me now it's gone I'm never getting it back Gold. Because they they moved the site and the results are basically gone. So if if I if anything's been around and back then maybe it was, and I claim that I'd be sweet now because I've my splits.
0: Did I, you did you remember what you got?
1: Well, I remember I was getting mowed down by Nina Kraft, who was the leading female. I could hear the announcers like behind her, and she must have only been three or four minutes behind me, and I was on the run. You found a motivation, and uh, I was I was not getting checked that day. Yep. it was incredibly windy. It's so one way. It was a two lap run. One way you were just getting blown. Big time, and then you had to turn last 10k, you know, straight under the headwind. It was nasty. Um, what did you get overall? Uh, somewhere between 15 and 20, I think, something yep. like that. It was pretty average. I think I did 9.25 or something like that. Yeah. were leading uh, it. Yeah. I, well, I did lead for, for a first. Not many people could say
0: they've actually been leading an Ironman. That was pretty cool. Yeah. It was,
1: it was a pretty decent field. Lothar leader one, and I think was second.
0: Um, and. I then, love the picture I know we've talked this a lot in the past you were leading it <laughs> At what, what, what point did you go Maybe I should sleep what was in my smartest move.
1: <laughs> when about the 90k mark My back started to seize up And <laughs> Morning Joe, feeling, yeah. feeling better? Thank you Good <laughs> um, and then, my, that, and that was the reason I did that one was was because I'd sort of semi retired at the end of '99, and I thought, geez, I've got to do an Iron Man while well, at least I've still got some sort of fitness in there. So I cranked that one out and didn't have a clue what. Why I'm did sure. you do? Why did you do South Africa? I didn't really want to do New Zealand. Why? Uh, I don't know. I just I just wanted to go somewhere different to do it, and okay. also I looked at the list and I thought I could it could have been a bit of a cherry pick. Oh I, go to, <laughs> I often did races because I thought that's a cool place to go to, and. I back, back myself I thought man I reckon I can I go, win this I'm, not, I'm not going to win it but I reckon <laughs> I can uh, I can cover my costs if, if I do you know, I, I mean I realistically thought I should have easily gone under nine yep. um, and if I'd done that I probably would have finished okay um, and then the second one was um, just I think because we the started four, the show two, two, like, 2000 oh, it nine, nine again. 2005 four year gap in, was it because of the that, show? no we hadn't started we started in 2006 Oh, we did too. Mm. So that one what was. What was that New Zealand? 2005 New Zealand, Yeah. Did I'd I know you then?
0: Were we training together then?
1: No, not really. Uh. That was, yeah, I'd, I'd only come back. I'd only put sort of, only put like four months training and come so back. So how'd you to go in 2005? Oh, not bad. I did, got 10th. That's when I got 10th. Oh. Maybe, maybe we did do a bit that year because you must have won. Yeah, we did. You must have won your age group that yeah, year. Yeah, I won my age group that year. Yeah. And we must have done a bit together.
0: Oh, maybe not. Mm. I think maybe I came on board after that. Okay. Not long after that maybe mm. oh, so anyway my motivation memories. for the
1: second one was um, just wanted to do one properly basically
0: Yeah, and you're the top 10 No, yeah. you, I know why you were doing it I remember you were just trying to basically get some PR for your business that's true yeah because I remember <laughs> and then on the forums afterwards you kind of went from your, your marketing was no, I'm working it. No, I need to into the top ten in New Zealand. Exactly. And I, and like I did have twenty years of experience behind me. Yeah.
1: ECL, <laughs> let's um, try. If you want to go faster in your next race, get some compression try race shorts. Firstly, they look pretty cool. I mean, okay, just got a you reminder about an interview. Okay. <laughs> five minutes. Um, you're you're a bit of a fashion. Fishy oh yeah, own. I am. I am the talk talking. They're to. looking pretty stylish. They like
0: are pretty fashion actually, John. Well, I, I like, like the stitch. The stitch, outside the stitch, the yeah. nice little white Yeah.
1: And we did have an email in a while ago from from somebody who had just on a whim, got some SLS tri try compression pants, have been having quad problems and stuff in a race, wore them, smoked it. John, what's a cold black? Uh that is because you know how often you you wear black stuff and people, there, there's the impression out there that you're, the, the, you're going to get really hot. And this cold black, I don't know if it's called cold black technology or if it's called cold black material or whatever, but it basically reflects the sun. So you can be in full black and in theory you shouldn't, shouldn't get hot. It should be the same as wearing wow. white. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's got the cold black technology on it. And uh, cold black lock. coating helps keep you cool by reflecting sunlight and providing UV protection.
0: It's out of it, isn't it? Fabrics nowadays are Way pretty fascinating now. aren't they Like the technology in fabrics are pretty cool It's are very cool
1: Yep It's flat lock It's clean finished seams Offer the ultimate comfort and durability Nice so for all your compression gear Any race gear If you're in the, in the market for getting something Check it out on slstry.com And use the code Talk And you get a nice big healthy discount And they were I in Lake Placid last weekend So they're yep. often at quite a few of the American races So go check them out Say hello if you've got any, ever got any questions on sizing, just email them and they're happy to answer. Say, well, this is my sort of body shape, this is my height, this is my weight, I've got skinny legs, whatever, what's going to work best for me, and they'll uh, sort you out. All good. So yes, let's
0: try. try. Should we, we pause and get ready for the interview? Sounds good to me. Okay, we're going to do an interview, but we're going to be back in your world in about one second. So it's the magic of podcasting. We're back. We're back, and that's Alan Cousins? Oh, have we put Alan Cousins on? We, well, okay. I, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. When do, you, when do you want to put Alan on? To chuck him in there. Okay, well, okay, let's start. Uh, hold oh, we, 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 hold on. We need to do an intro to Alan Cousins. Okay, we'll do an intro to Alan Cousins. I'm, I'm keeping this in the show. Okay. It's, it's just gonna it's be gone. quality. So here's,
1: here's Alan Cousins from endurancecorner.com. <laughs> Brought <laughs> to you by endurancecorner.com and trainingpeaks.com. Here we go. Okay, today we're very happy to have back Mr. Exercise Physiologist himself from uh, endurancecorner.com. Um, dot I must
0: say he's got, he's got the good radio voice too. Got the radio voice, yeah, man. Probably. You sound sharp,
1: and and he's got the uh, the doctor's jacket on his on his Yeah, package. mate, i wouldn't mess with him. So uh, from Endurance I, I Corner,
2: got the, I got the uh, lab coat in the closet, but I can uh, put it on to get more in the in the mode if you like. You could be you could be like a, like a, a super villain. You got the lab coat, the voice. It's all gone
1: exactly. So, Alan Cousins from Endurance Corner. Um, Welcome (laughs) back. uh, Today we're going to hone in on a fairly specific Topic um, and basically looking at a couple of power-based workouts to improve your half Ironman um, performance. You know, I think last time we talked to you was around sort of training stress and um, a variety of other things that, that you can use on training peaks. Um, so tell us about a couple of you know specific workouts you might have that um, that guys can can use for their half Ironman performance.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know it's uh, it's it's an interesting topic in and of itself. You know, the the kind of difference in preparation uh, between half Ironman and Ironman racing. Um, you know, I think uh, a lot of folks uh, sometimes uh, kind of think of half Ironman as the the easier option than uh, than Ironman. You mm-hmm. know, and. Uh, you, you'll you'll sort of hear of folks who are in a m- more busy period in their lives say that uh, you know they're gonna gonna take a break from Ironman and just do a half Ironman you know just prepare for a half Ironman and you know I I think the important thing to realise uh, you know is that whatever the race you know anything from uh, from 800 meter track racing through to ultra marathon you know the the fittest athlete generally wins so it's uh, it's you know half Man definitely doesn't doesn't mean half the work um, you know which which I think is a is a sort of sort of common uh, underlying thought when folks think of kind of you know especially preparing for a for a half. Um,
1: so what? So, what, yeah, what you, that said, what
2: you... I, I think. Sorry,
1: go. What are you sort of? You know, what are the key differences when you're prescribing a program um, between the you know between a half and a and a, and a full? Is it really the, the main difference? Would just be the long, the really long rides or the the really long runs, or, or are there other big key differences that that you you have in a program?
2: Yeah, I think I think that's the main one. You know, I mean, I think uh, overall the the training load for a. Uh, for an elite guy who's specialising in a in you know half 70.3s versus an elite guy who's specialising in Ironman races, if we look at the load, you know, in sort of a, a training stress sense, it's it's pretty similar between both. Um, but you know, the 70.3 guy might be doing a little bit more intense work, which brings the brings the hours down per week, um, you know, but it's still there's still a significant uh, significant outlay you know and I think uh, sometimes folks who are used to doing Ironman are sort of uh, sort of surprised when they take a step back and they they kind of cut their training down a little bit thinking they're still going to race relatively well at, at halves when often times the guys who are winning their age group at halves are the ones who are kind of on their way to an Ironman you know in the midst of some some pretty big uh, big training volumes so you know, just just sort of something to something to keep in mind. Uh, I certainly don't consider the 70.3 easy way out. You know, which is uh, which is uh, I get the impression something that that some age group is all sort of uh, you know sort of think that they can back off a little bit. At, at the top level, there's no backing off.
0: But do you think maybe
2: that one of the faults of the 70.3 is that people
0: don't necessarily chase the big goal with it? You know what I mean? Like if you go for an Man, is that, whole oh, okay, I've got to commit my life. And then a lot of people will pull away from Man, okay, I want to do something else. But they don't take it as seriously, even though there might be less time commitment. They also don't chase the, okay, I want to win my age group. You know, does, the, does the event in itself maybe not hold as much power as an Ironman?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I think there's definitely... Uh you know, there's definitely an element to that, and uh, you know, at the age group field, the the fitter guys generally tend to race Ironman. Um, you know, but but by the same token, uh, there's a lot of uh, you know a lot, lot of folks who uh, who are showing up to the 70.3s who are in in really really good shape, and uh, you know, it's it's just just a, a case of. Uh, you know the the fittest guy generally wins the day, sort of thing. So mm-hmm. it's I, I actually have a lot of a lot of my guys. You know when they're in that kind of period in their life, um, look at look at single sport as an option. You know it's a it's a fresh challenge and it's something that uh, you, you know they don't already have PR set. So every every race is an opportunity for a new PR. And uh, you know if that's the reason to sort of scale down, I think that's that's oftentimes a good option. Mm-hmm.
1: So um, let, let's assume that people have got their power zones set up correctly, they sort of know their aerobic threshold, they know their FTP and, and, and they're fairly well in tune with that so how are we going to, you know, give us some, some examples of these sort of couple of half, half Ironman specific workouts that, that people can do and, and also where in their build up they'll be doing these workouts.
2: Yeah, I, I think I think when it, you know, kind of taking into account what was said about the, the fittest athlete generally wins, uh, half Ironman as an event does have a couple of I guess unique uh, qualities that are maybe a little bit independent of uh, of Ironman racing. Um, one of these would be the ability to run fast when fatigued. Um, you know, and it's all relative. And you know, one of one of I guess my sort of guiding principles in in pacing Ironman races is to encourage folks to go easier on the bike so they can distribute more energy to the run Um, and I've I've written a couple of articles on the Endurance Corner site about that, the the energy pacing series, so if you you google that on the Endurance Corner site uh, you can read a little bit more about that but when we talk about doing the same thing for a Half Ironman um, you know holding back on the bike and going a little bit harder on the run it, you, you're starting to run very very close to a functional threshold you know a, a fit athlete is going to be going to be running really pretty pretty darn quick you know at the uh, at the top age group level in, in, a, in a half Ironman for a an optimale, optimally uh, distributed sort of race you know so I think training that that ability to run Legitimately fast when you're already uh, fatigued is an important thing to, uh, to cover in, in your training. Uh, one, of, one of the key workouts that I really like for training that ability is a progressive workout where the athlete is doing, say, 90K of biking. The first half of that will be at a, an easy to steady sort of tempo, you know, sort of 70% functional threshold power. The, the second half of the bike will be at a, a higher tempo, sort of 80 to 90% of functional threshold power. And then they'll get off the bike and go straight into some, I guess, cruise intervals, if you want to use like a, a Jack Daniels sort of term. Mm. Um, and they'll, they'll do those at threshold pace, but off sort of a 1 to 4, 1 to 5 recovery. So that's a, that's a really tough sort of progressive workout that, that's specific to getting the athlete used to running fast while their legs are already a little bit fatigued. Mike. we lost your first thing. you for a second just say that last
0: bit with your legs a little bit fatigued?
2: Yeah, so that that progressive, you know, easy bike, moderate bike, really fast run is a really good way of of getting the athlete used to running legitimately fast on, you know, somewhat fatigued legs. Mm.
1: So, and typically what sort of recovery do you find athletes need um, from from a session like that where, where they are going to be pushing, you know, quite a bit of threshold pace work on the run?
2: Yeah, that that would definitely be one of the key, key sessions in uh, in an athlete who's specifically preparing for a half. So you know, typically I'll have two or three key sessions per week, and the the balance will be pretty much recovery sessions. So uh, you know, certainly you'd have an easy day after that, and maybe two easy days after that before hitting the next key workout.
1: What about nutrition-wise for for halves? Do you um, just scale it back from what somebody would normally do um, in Ironman or do you have any specific um, sort of things that that you would change between the two distances?
2: Yeah, I think the nutrition is a really individual thing. You know, I, I certainly know a lot of elite athletes who can get by a half on pretty minimal sort of nutrition and you know they're they're so fit and they, they generate so much energy from fat that they really don't don't take a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of nutrition over half. Um, you know I I don't think that's the case for the majority of age groupers, but certainly for that sort of workout where it's it's very specific to the race, um, that's a good opportunity for really sort of dialing in that nutrition and working out what you need to be able to to hold that threshold uh, run pace you know off the bike. Cool.
0: What about, what about regards to um, strategy for racing a half? You know, like if let's say you've done your, your base work and you've done, you know, the sessions like you talk about and stuff, you know, and I, as you're saying earlier, we'd always teach ourselves, well, we're going to go easy on the ride, well, relatively easy to, compared to our fitness, you know, so uh, in the run we can kind of get there. But in the half, you know, there is the, the fatigue and the runs not so much of a problem in the, the duration of the ride as well. So, you know we talk about control and an eye man what are, what kind of strategy do you think about works better for the half
2: yeah that, the halves are really uh really interesting event i mean you know i, I i'm fortunate that um I, I see a lot of different sort of uh power and pace files from guys all the way from beginner to elite and i think that the race is really really different for each of those kind of camps you know for uh for a beginner it's uh, in a pacing strategy it's it's very similar to a full you know there's there's a lot of holding back um on the bike and uh just just sort of managing uh managing the run and you know obviously trying to, to trying to build and not fade whereas for an elite um you know they're they're racing very close to the threshold through the whole thing so mm. I think it's uh it it's quite different depending on depending on who you're dealing with um you know, I, I think for the, the middle of that spectrum, it's it can be quite a strategic sort of race. Um, I, I wrote a, an article last year for the Endurance Corner site on going fast when the race is slow and, and sort of compared some different bike strategies, you know, for guys who went, uh kind of distributed their effort a little bit more uh with a little bit more variability going really hard on the hills and easier on the flats versus someone who who kind of rode a little bit more uh a little bit more steady throughout and i think you know particularly because the speeds are greater there is some upside to a more sort of variable pacing approach if uh if you know what you're doing and you know where your limits are um you know and i think that's uh It's one of the things that's fun about a a half Ironman for a relatively fit kind of uh, you know good good age group level guy. It's it's almost like how the pros race Ironman. You know, being in a group is important. Uh, Pushing a little bit harder on the hills is important, and some of those things that. You know, you see the uh, the elites doing it in, in the Ironman, uh, you know, top Ironman level sort of thing. You you see top age groupers doing it and exploiting those a little bit more in the in the seventy point threes.
1: Bevan, you you remember back to the Ashburton International Triathlon? Yep, yep. And I just sat up on the bike and waited for you. Ashburton. Yeah. Just what? I just sat sat back and just what do waited. We went to Ashburton. We went head to head in Ashburton, and you, you beat me on the run.
0: I I packed sad. Oh, that's what I did too. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I caught you on the bike. And that was a mistake I was, of my day. I, was just, just for I it, caught yeah. you on the bike, and I thought, "Oh, John knows what he's doing." I sit behind him, and we have really to get away. <laughs> Stupid. It was foolish. So, Alan, you,
1: you talked there about a um, about doing a, a progressively building ride, and then a um, you know a, sort of some cruise intervals on, on the run. There, have you sort of got, have you got any other um, particular workouts um, sort of half Ironman specific?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's sort of related to what I was talking about with the variability of effort there. I think that that's a really uh, kind of useful and a fun workout to, to include in the build. So the way I would structure that kind of hills and flats workout is what I call it, is... You have the athlete do do multiple hill reps where they're sort of at functional threshold, maybe kind of experimenting with a little above functional threshold, short hills, you know, a minute to two minutes uh, max with a coast down recovery. And you have them do a series of those, you know, five to 10 reps on, on the hill before coming off the hill onto the flats and deliberately trying to recover at a steady effort. And... Uh, you know that that's a really good it's a good workout, but it's also a good uh, kind of uh, kind of test run of how well the athlete recovers when they're riding. You know it, it's still a steady sort of power output. Um, and you know you for the fitter athlete, as the build progresses, you can you can build into doing series of those where you do it two or three times. So you might go ten by ten by one minute at or above functional threshold with a coast down recovery followed immediately by 20 minutes on the flats at a steady effort. And the, the objective is by the end of that 20 minutes to try to bring the heart rate down to a normal sort of power, uh, power to heart rate ratio that you'd normally see for a, for a steady effort. Um, you know, a lot of courses, uh, a lot of the more fun 70.3 courses are like that, you know, where there's a, there's a rolling section and then there's an opportunity for the athlete to recover a little bit. So I think that's a that's a fun fun workout, and it's a, it's a good way of kind of getting to know yourself and getting to know your recovery. abilities. so when you
1: when you're talking a steady effort, there your steady for you is what you term sort of Ironman pace.
2: Yeah. So if we're if we're talking sort of functional threshold uh, terms, that'd be maybe seventy to seventy-five percent of functional thresholds. So yeah, somewhere around that Ironman uh, Ironman effort, sort of a gear down from. From your average for
1: the half totally i think I, it's an area you see a lot of people making is uh is they might go out in their training and do a, you know, a whole bunch of steady state training and then when they go to a race, you know, say a, a vine man course or something that's a bit rolling and then you see um, you know, a whole bunch of variability in their power file yet they haven't done any of that in training and mm, they, They're and not they're conditioned, conditioned for it conditioned for it yeah. So I think to- you're totally right in terms of doing some variability work rather than just you know, lots and lots of long steady stuff and would you generally do a run off that or um, it's more of just a, a standalone bike workout?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, depending on depending on what sort of load we want for the day, a steady run or even a, a half iron I man sort of pace run off that would be uh, would be a good good reality check of what the legs are going to feel like if you if you employ that strategy. Um, you know, what what you were saying was spot on, and even in those races where there's there's not a lot of rollers, sometimes just the nature of the groups leads to a lot of variability early. You know, so even, even if the course isn't so uh, isn't so rolling, um, the fact that you know you're you're in the draft, you're accelerating around to to move to the next guy, you know, you're you're kind of bridging up to to get on the back of uh, sort of longer trains of athletes. Um, that sort of variability is something that a lot of folks don't train, and it's it's uh, you know almost par for the course for a good good chunk of uh, of a lot of those 70.3 events. Cool,
1: so any other any other comments you've got sort of around 70.3 half Ironman racing or particular workouts people should be wary of?
2: Uh, in, in terms of being wary, I mean, I you know, similar to Ironman, I think it's important to have a reality check of, of what's, what's a realistic pace for you. You know, uh, certainly when you've done an Ironman, you have that, that uh, kind of benefit of, uh, of relativity which can sort of, uh, you know, it, it can sometimes be a negative that folks aren't afraid of a half anymore, you know, and they uh, maybe don't, don't give that distance the respect it deserves, so I think it's, it's definitely important to do some of those longer, tougher workouts to get a little bit of a reality check of, you know, what sort of power you can hold for that four or five or, or six hours, depending on, uh, you know, what the event duration is for you.
1: Cool. What what else is happening with uh, endurance corner? You've, you mentioned before we came on here that uh, you just got back from a sort of more informal camp. But what have, what have we got coming up with endurance corner in the next um, next period?
2: Yeah, not not a whole lot uh, for the rest of this year. Uh, Gordo is uh, Gordo is entering into the next phase of fatherhood, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the year is is pretty quiet from a camp's perspective. Uh, I think I think next year will be a little bit more busy. Where uh, we're talking about reintroducing the, uh, the mountain camp for next, next year, so if that, that happens, that should be, should be a lot of fun, hanging out in the mountains, getting a bit of altitude training and uh, yeah, taking it to some of the bigger guys to test their, test their recovery. It should be fun
1: nice, but obviously everybody needs to remember go to um, endurancecorner.com they've got thousands of articles, Alan um, mentioned just a couple, that he's written up there but that's one of the the key parts of their site is um, the huge amount of free resources that are available there and they've obviously got their coaching available as well and and then you get access to the the forum and get to ask the likes of Alan a whole bunch more questions, so thanks heaps for coming on the show again Alan, always enjoy having um, the, the physiologist expert coming on and explaining a few things to us, and um, look forward to having you back on again soon. Yeah, it's
2: great. Yeah. It's thanks for having me, guys. All right, thanks.
0: thanks. This time he's it's he's, he's done. That, was
2: Alan, that was Alan
1: Great voice, radio voice. We like it, Alan. Should get your own great podcast. Great voice, doctor.
0: On. And he knows his stuff.
1: He does. There you go. He's got the doctor's jacket and everything. Yeah. Um, but I think he's right. You know, some people do think a half is going to be an easy day at the office, and if you want to do a half, I often think. Well, I've, I've said this a lot of times before. It's harder to get fast than it is to go long, and so I often think that the training load is is higher and harder on your body, and 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 requires more
0: concentration. Is there and a funny stigma around half John? I'm going to I'm going to put it out there, because you do a full, wow, you deny nine man. Mm. If you do a, a an Olympic, okay, you're trying to be fast. If you if you if you key events a half and I know we're going to say well, life and all the rest of it there is something about do you is there something about the half that's just not special because it's, it's called a half isn't it it's, well, it's seven three full. nowadays but uh, I like to still call it a half but but
1: um but, but am I right is, is well, it, you've always got it's a bit like Olymp- you've got that back out option Usually you're going to have a couple of races in a season. You think, oh, if I have a crapper, you know, I've got another one coming up. Whereas if it's Ironman, that is your race for the season. Generally, yeah, and um, that you only sort of get one opportunity at it, which makes it a lot more special and a lot more important.
0: So, but then it's nice doing the fast half as well, isn't mm, it? Mm, yeah, no, half is a nice distance. I've done. I haven't done that many halves. i no. the, the 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 Ashburton. Mm-hmm.
1: I've
0: done Wanaka. Yep. I think they're the, the official halves I've done. Yeah, no, that's a, a good distance. I did love it. I, I kind of enjoyed the distance. Because yeah. you can kind of go out.
1: Exactly. You know, you can have a good run and... So endurancecorner.com, check them out. They've got a bunch load, as I said earlier, um, of uh, resources on there. One of the with their coaching package that is is, is really beneficial is um, you get, get access to their forum where you can you can ask um, all of their team of experts questions. Oh so really? Yeah, check it out. Oh that's yeah. pretty great. And also brought to you by trainingpeaks.com. And yeah, Alan talked about some workouts there, particularly um, the you know the, the two bike side of things where you had the building ride and you also had a, you know some a series of sort of hill reps. And you know, it's all good and well going and doing the workout and you're gonna get a good physiological response from doing that, but uh, but then going back and analysing how you actually performed in that workout is really important and that's where training peaks can kick in, you know, on that, that building ride. If you haven't been hitting your, your lap button you can go in there and you can break the different sections of the ride up and you can actually see what was happening, see whether, you know, when you took that step up, you know, say you were you know, you were doing a two hour ride in the last thirty minutes you wanted to do at whatever percentage um, of FTP or in a watts range, you can actually see, well, hey, for the first 10 minutes I managed to hold it, but then I progressively got, um, got progressively worse, or I actually built it all the way through. So you can really go back and analyse in a lot more detail, highlight particular sections, relabel them, and just a, a great analytical tool. Same when you're doing a series of hill reps, you know, you can actually see what was um, what was happening on each hill rep, you know, whether you were getting quicker, slower, what was happening with your power, whether you were getting heart rate, um, drift or, or what was going on so check it out at trainingpeaks.com and if you want to get the premium version of that use the code talk, and you get a 15% discount off the premium and make sure you go and check it out via imtalk.me
0: nice love your work okay coach's corner you want music yeah I want some music okay here's some music here's some music get excited team
1: Coaches Corner, did you I, leave that crappy music in there? Well, no, playing? I left it in because it's called Making
0: Sense. Okay. And I saw that and I thought, well, oh, John Newsom, Coach John Newsom always makes sense. Oh, so, makes sense. sure, it's bad music, but hey, you're about to make some sense. Paul Fitzgerald
1: sent the one in, and his email address, I'm not going to give you his email address, but at sky.com. Sky do, sky.com will be pretty happy with their uh, investment in cycling right now. Oh, because he won, didn't he? Bradley Wiggins won, first and second, plus, they Won the last stage. But they like a, two hours, didn't they? Uh, not quite two hours, but yeah, it was, it was getting up there. It, it was, was a bit of a boring tour, wasn't it? It was a very Miguel Indurain type tour where he, he just dominated just on, on every front. It's not like he um, just won the time trials. He was also dominant in the hills, didn't win the hill stages, but was always first of the, 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 the guys, the main pack that came
0: up in general. So it was just a dominating performance. John, I've got a question for you about the okay. tour. Yeah, i got a question. I don't really follow the tour. I know I should. Yeah. It's because I know it's quite easy.. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but the, the perception I got from the small amount of media I got, is they didn't paint him as a very good character. They didn't paint Bradley Wiggins in a very... Like, I don't know, because I didn't watch the tour, and I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know the history of the guy, or I know a little bit of the history of his athletic, but I don't know the guy's personality. But it was really interesting to see how the media was painting a picture of this guy as being a bit of an arrogant dork. And um, and that's just from the seven or eight articles of mm-hmm. media that I saw. And is that your perception of it? or um,
1: I can understand how you can see that. I think he gets incredibly frustrated um, with... Being essentially accused of being a drug cheat when he's probably not, you would assume. And I think I not. For, for cycling, it's been very, very good because. Well, oh, he's been in the Olympic stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. So you kind of think uh, if he if he ever did get busted for drugs, he he, he comes across to me as being. The one 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 person who you think if anybody's got to be clean, it's got to be someone like him. And if he came out and was dirty, why? 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 why, why well, because would you say as it? you said, he went through the Olympic program, <laughs> yep. and, and I think it'd be quite hard to to um to fudge it through that that system. Yep. Um, but if he came out and was positive, and I not my personal opinion is he's he's not. Then, oh, that's you, you. I just again, you just back like it was in the eighties and nineties. Just go, if he's on drugs, Everyone everybody's is. on drugs. Yep. Um, but. I think that's a sense a lot of people get is, hey, this this is one of the first times we've maybe had a clean rider win the tour. Um, so I think it's a,
0: a bit of a... And he just gets frustrated with that, does he?
1: Yeah, and he got fired up. I mean, Can you imagine, and one, I think the stage where he did get particularly fired up when, when somebody... Um, brought it up, he'd just finished him out on stage, would be absolutely toasted, yep. and somebody sort of essentially accused him of being a cheat you yep. know, from what was going around on Twitter, and, and I think he lost it a bit and used a few swear words and stuff. And so then the media just picked up
0: on that, thought, yep. let's roll with that,
1: let's slam it. Mm, it was something. just really
0: interesting, because I, I didn't know, the and I know that sometimes the media paints pictures, you know, like Rolston, Hayden Rolston, the guy, there's a Kiwi rider who's who's pretty good, and uh, he got silver at the Olympics in the track, mm-hmm. and he's, he's ridden the tour and stuff, and he um, didn't do the tour this year, did he? Didn't get in, he's no. a very strong team. Yeah, and um, but Greg Henderson had a good tour, didn't he? Kiwi, he did. Yeah, very yeah, good great tour. But anyway, um, And Rolson when he was a, like a, when he was nineteen, got in a fight at a bar, mm. and the media always, you know, troublemaker. played Emulsion, it's like he was, he was a quite kid and had a fight in a bar, you know. Like mm. get over, he's he's a pretty nice guy, you know. Like he's a good guy to talk to and all the rest of it. And, you know, so, so I knew the media will paint pictures mm. um, and I was just curious to see what was the kind of the story behind it. So, anyway, Coach's Corner. So,
1: yeah, Paul Fitzgerald sent this one in and he said, I've got a question on open water swims in the sea. In September, me and the girlfriend will be doing Challenge Barcelona, which is a sea swim. This will be my fourth and her second Ironman distance race. Um, and we're both accustomed to open water. However, we have never raced in a sea swim and wondered if you had any tips and pointers in dealing with saltwater, waves, sharks, Etc. Etc. Thanks a lot in advance, and keep up the good work. See you in Kona. I mean, anybody's going to Kona, I was talking with Blue Seventy last week. Yes, um, it's happening. And the aquathon is happening. The wetsuit aquathon. We're working on getting some little packages. I've even set up a registration form on our website, Whoa. that I haven't, haven't made it
0: live yet. It's pretty official, mate. I uh, see. I've seen you've started a Kona little area. Yeah. yeah.
1: And uh, and so if you're going to Kona, bring your wetsuit um, and do
0: this event. What? So there's going to be prize.
1: There's going to be. I think no, we're going to have a little registration bag, and everybody who does it's going to get a few little goodies. You know, we'll talk to Albert, we'll talk to Extreme Endurance, we're talking to Blue Seventy. This is is worth your while. So, Paul, um, tips for you. Simple one is practice,
0: practice, practice, practice,
1: practice, practice, simulate and confront any fears you might have. Now, it sounds like you, you don't have the option of open water sea swimming, but there's so many things in race day that comes up that people know, kind of know that are coming, but they don't practice it. You know how many times do people practice going from swim to bike and not pissing around and actually do that. You know we often run off the bike a lot but how many people actually practice going swim to bike if they they think it's going to be a choppy swim that they're going to be going in and if there's a big howling wind blowing they won't go out in the sea, granted you have to be a bit careful in terms of not going into dangerous situations but if you can practice obviously go out there and uh, and do it. And if you're at the front end of the field, and I don't know if that's you Paul or others, a critical part of your practice, and you may not be able to do this in the seawater, is to make sure you practice beach starts and you know how to start fast. And that's another topic for, for another day. But if you're at the pointy end of the field um, and if it's a beach start and a sea swim, um, you need to be really fast off the line and know how to get through the waves um, efficiently, efficiently, quickly, how to duck dive and uh, and get off to a a really good explosive start. Um, second one, um, as I sort of already alluded to. Uh I don't know what the conditions are like in Barcelona but typically when you're doing sea swims there's going to be some sort of swell or some sort of waves or it's going to be a bit more Mm. choppy than what you'll get in a a lake swim. So whenever you have the opportunity to go out and swim whether it be a lake or sea and if it's choppy take it and uh, no matter how big it is, again providing it's going to be safe um, and just get used to swimming in in the chop because it's not as easy. Some people get seasick um, but again
0: just practice, practice, practice I was terrible at it. When it to like, I guess I'm in a lake, I always felt in a in a lake I swam above my ability. Like mm-hmm. in a lake, because I seem to be able to draft pretty well, and uh, like and all my Ironman times are always way better than what my pool times just said I could be based on where I was at at the time. But you get me in the sea. I mean, one day we did a um, we did you did a half Ironman simulation out at, mm-hmm. at Sumner. Yeah. And, and, and you, it was pretty much go 15 minutes, turn around, and come back, and yeah. you guys were just like, you know, you were better swimmers than me, but you were miles ahead of me, like it was yeah. just like, it was country, miles, and then I just turned around and came back, and
1: <laughs> gave up. It's, um, it is it is different, you know, it's not as comfortable being in that salty water, um, so hopefully a couple of these other tips will will mm-hmm. help a little bit. Um, trying not to drink the water yeah you know what that is horrible (laughs) it is gross yeah but I think what you've got to be careful here as well is um, obviously you don't want to be drinking the water but sometimes people can take that um, a step too far and they make such a big uh, movement with their head or they hold their head um, in a much higher position that then their hips really start to sink down um, and they're not maintaining that um, you know good good position in the water so Trying to keep your head in as neutral position as you possibly can and trying to move your head as little as you can whilst not taking in water is, is something to, to think about and factor in because it is easy for your head to, to lift. In terms of the sighting, um, it is a bit different. Again, if, it, if it's got swells or waves, whenever you, um, whenever you are sighting, always try to do it when you're on the up. So when you're on the top of a swell or when you're going over the top of a wave, boom, that's when you sight right at the very crest Should of it. you
0: try sight every time?
1: No, no, you don't need to cite every time. Um, But when you are going to cite, you need to practice. When you feel that upcoming... Then boom. Then you check it because if you practice, if you start sighting when you're in the in the crease you know, below the um, the crest of a swallow wave, you're just not going to be able to see a thing. So a complete waste. But what of
0: about time. sighting with drafting? Because like you know, like I was saying before, when I did lake swims, I was always good at staying on toes. But when you're in the sea, it's really hard to see that you can't. Well, you can't see the feet in front of you. So you've got to use your sighting more for your drafting or, or the feel. Like what would you be advice there? I
1: mean, you should still be able to stay on people's feet. You just always got to stay feet. close and. Stay Follow the bubbles, and it's not quite as clear. Obviously, if you lose your goggles, then it's a slightly bigger issue. Mm. Um, but no, in, in the sea swims, same same sort of well, principles. When course of course, the bay you just see sand. <laughs> like just, yeah. Yeah.
0: depends on the beach, I suppose, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. So that's um, maybe I should do a little clip on on on. How just to sort of do a very basic thing of sight. I, I might try to do that. I'm trying yeah. to get my, get my video camera out and practice that because I do find it. Whenever I teach people this this technique that I use, that a lot of people do, it's just just lifting your eyes out of this out of the uh, water. Well, would you do a video
0: before. Yeah, did we? No, You've got the video. The I talk swim sighting. It's massive on YouTube. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay,
1: cool. Um, wave catching you need to practice that um, I've done a segment on that in the past and I'll, I'll do another segment soon mm. but the main thing is is that you want to try to be like a surfboard so um, you, you look under your arm to see the wave coming speed up and then when you've you've caught the wave, when it's starting to pull you along, then you've basically got to go long, tall, and just stay as rigid as you possibly can um, with your arms out the front, and then uh, occasionally using one of your arms to sort of propel you forward when the the wave's starting to slow down a bit, but I'll do a topic on that in a few weeks' time. Um, Couple of things when you're coming out of the water. just personal things I really like to do is try to rinse your mouth out uh, rinse your mouth out with water so whether that's in uh in t one or whether you've got a water bottle on your on your bike or whether there's something coming straight out of the swim like in Kona, they've got all these hoses going around um but rinsing it just freshens you up a little bit rinsing your mouth out and the other thing I'd say um again, I know they've got this in Kona I don't know about other sea swims but um taking a few seconds to shower down when you come out of the swim just to get all that salty water out of your off your face and out of your eyes because as soon as you start sweating you get more salt going into your eyes so showering down and um and when you see the sharks in the swim
0: just just try to chill out a little bit Mm -hmm. just Mm. just relax just say where's the place in australia where everyone gets eaten? don't swim in perth it was near um port macquarie was it it was near Bustleton. Oh, Bustleton, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was near Bustleton. I don't know if it was actually in Bustleton. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, but you,
1: realistically, sharks. Yeah, no, l- yeah, they just fine. they're scared. If you got a thousand people coming towards you, it's
0: not going to be an issue. Just be the last person, you'll be fine or anyone else they'll <laughs> exactly. be full
1: um, so yeah just, just summing up um, trying to get out in the open water swim trying to uh, in the sea swim if you can trying to swim in choppy conditions trying not to drink the water sighting when you're going over the tops of swells or the tops of waves wave catching I'll do a section on soon and then sort of rinsing yourself off and your mouth out when you come out of the swim
0: rinse that mouth out young man that's right Creepers Creepers sponsor, and we've got a great email from Charles All Black Nickel, and he's basically talking about, who is he talking Extreme about? Stream Endurance. Stream Endurance says, during the triathlon off-season I've been dabbling in bike racing as well as racing once or twice a week in short running races. My training in racing during this period has consisted of shorter high intensity workouts when compared to the steady state Ironman training I am used to. As a result I have been finding myself insufficiently recovered before the next hit out as well as constantly sore and weak in the legs, particularly the quads. This has become a burden when unable to fit, the, for, oh, to lift for the surges in racing. Anyhow, I found anyway I found I uh, finally capitulated. Capitulated to the extreme endurance spill you have been pushing and brought a couple of containers the last six weeks after training six days straight riding. I rested Friday and raced Saturday. I had started taking six tablets a day of extreme endurance from midweek and knew that Saturday would give me some indication of whether there was any benefit. A hilly course with windy conditions was just the test I needed and got. Second across the line and having experienced none of the usual weaknesses I have experienced. There was an additional moment of satisfaction when the guy came in third and almost who almost beat me declared,
1: almost always beats me oh, always
0: beats me sorry declared afterwards that he was sore in the quads and had no power to follow um, when he went uh, welcome to my world was always said but quietly confident that I'd found the
1: answer so if you want to find the answer like Charles All Black Nickel just go to um, xendurance.com and uh, get yourself some extreme endurance I nice. see we've, we, we talk a lot about um, one thing
0: is guys the code is no longer for xendurance what's the code now it's get a lot of emails from people saying it's we've... on our
1: Facebook page. Okay, it's for the Omega um, yep. vitamins. I've got now is they've got we've got a code for the Omega one. Um, if you've got, ever got any questions about the code, I'll, I'll again I'll chuck it back up on uh, on the Facebook page again. Um, but if there's any issue, any issues you've got, just email Extreme Endurance and say I'm an Iron Talk listener. Um, what's the deal here? Blah, blah, blah. Um if you've got any questions on shipping, just ask them. Because yeah. if we get the emails we, we basically just forward them, to them, them on the happening. It's uh gonna take a look, take longer to get a response. But yes, yeah, so if we we talk a lot often about the, the post race um soreness that we find that extreme endurance really helps with, but we we do consistently now get these emails. We had, you know, Hal Tao saying how he did a, a series of five K races, then went on the extreme endurance and, and saw a really nice lift. We've seen um an example here of um Charles Nickel. So if you wanna, you know, get yourself that little lift it's not going to take you from being a 13 hour iron man to a nine hour iron man overnight um but in little instances like this where he just needed that little extra push it seems to have given him to him and uh so go check it out on xendurance.com
0: okay john um i'm gonna i'm gonna veto website of the week why because we're running out of power i know we'll we'll do it next week it's all good we're gonna have to we're running out of power Okay. Shaking my head here, Bevan. Shaking your head? We'll record questions and answers. Okay. Questions Good and answers. answers. So this, tell me about this one, John. Frank McVeigh, <coughs> you
1: didn't want to read this one. It's <laughs> a big one. I'm just going to summarise. A couple of weeks ago, um, we had the Northern Ireland Decker Man, Frank McVeigh sent us an article about that. He said there was only three guys that were doing it. Donovan Ross kindly provided the Eskrar Lock, a superb finishing venue as well as a base for the 10-day camp. Um, and basically these these three guys did the, the Decker Man as a fundraiser, um, and from memory it was for, for, for cancer in Ireland and the fin- the Sunday evening finish line was a fantastic night with a few hundred turning out, many of whom had been there from day one enjoying the party atmosphere and w- witnessing an athletic achievement from another planet. Ten Ironmans in a lifetime is probably way too many but Bob, Keith and Andrew are uh, the most down to earth inclusive athletes you'll ever meet in just may join triathlons most exclusive club apparently there's not a huge amount of people that have actually done done this you know across across the board so
0: it's um it's a pretty cool thing oh it's amazing like like, i don't know if i want to commit my life to doing something like that but i have to say that it's pretty phenomenal i'd love to know where you go within yourself Mm. So, uh, just a s- plug for
1: their sponsors. Um, so, the, sponsored by Elite Timing, Gatorade High Five, Performance Nutrition Plus, Cookstown, and JJ Ballantyne Insurance. Less than 70 athletes in the world have ever finished Decker Man so now Ireland has four. Wow. Very wow, good. That's pretty phenomenal. So, Bob Davison, Keith Clark, and the runners, the local tri Limits Club. And this year they were joined by Andrew Hassard,
0: Chain Reaction. John, a couple of little quick things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple of videos to put on the website this week. This weekend Lance just won't die. <laughs> oh, it's it just won't die. You know what, John, I get so many emails from people saying I love this weekend lance. Oh rubbish. And she this weekend lance is actually um, a video of Lance racing Melina and um, Mark Allen. All right. Cool. Yeah, I'll put that on the website, which is pretty good. And I think Frank sent that through as well, which is good. Um, Jason Henderson, and uh, he's he's a big listener of the show. and We've inspired him, John. He started a podcast, and he started with one of the marathon talk boys. I think it's um, him and Martin. I think it is, and uh, they've started an athletics show. It's called The Athletic Show, mm. and it's um, it's doing really well on iTunes over in, in the UK and stuff. So Martin Yelling and him are doing that together. So if you if you like track and field check mm-hmm. that out and he's just saying he even gave us a plug on the blog they wrote and he said look I've been listening to these boys for years and I thought, well, I'm going to give you some love back nice. so that's good and then uh, whatever oh great video great great video so you know I was talking about doing the Tough murder, tough yeah. Murder. so in the Tough Murder, I'm going to check out the website I think I'll probably do it next year it, it looks awesome but one the things you have to go through is um basically you've got to run through these wires Mm -hmm. and it's probably maybe 20 metres of wires but there's 10,000 volts of electrocution you've got to go through doing it, come here, you watch this, it's gold come here, come here, wait a second it's it's gold, Um, will that pull that up Um, so what happens is this this is his mate, now wait a second Tim Price sent through an email from a mate of his doing Tough Mudder, when he heard me he saw people talk about it on the show he said oh you got to watch this so so this is, it's the electric shock therapy that's happening in Tough Mudder commentary. OK so what's happening is, it's just a loading right now OK so what happens is, is these cables that are dangling down, there's quite a few of them and come over here John, I know you've seen it, we've heard this twice but it's pretty funny so he's coming through <laughs> and there's these cables, he's coming up. he comes into it and he's running along and he's, and he's going for the fast approach, he runs into it gets smashed by the cables and you think he's OK <laughs> That's like he gets. It. It's like he's being shot. Uh,
1: it's a. I just don't understand how they're about to do it. Like he's seriously, he's like, he's pretty much. It's like he's been tasered, isn't it? He's like, boom, he's down for the count. Yeah, and about he's five times. Again. Yeah.
0: Oh, he's going to a big muddy puddle. So I'll put that. I'll put that video and uh, the Lance video on the website this week. But I, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. Mm. It was, yeah. So I'm. I'm. That, that excites me. Where is it? Well they have them all around the world but there's a couple in Australia mm. one in Sydney and one but there's a couple early next year which I may go do mm. just take a weekend away and we should do it together come over
1: be fun. good fun <laughs> getting electrocuted, <laughs> Get electrocuted. Um, another one that we're going to talk about next week we'll give a quick plug now is Em's Power Cookies um, Bevan's got a couple of boxes cookies oh, loving that you bring cookies the power cookies around, around here but Em's, Em's become a bit of a poet and she's got a nice little uh, Facebook clip on her Facebook page, a little YouTube clip um, about her just going on about getting natural and
0: the O2 power cookies.
1: Yep. So we'll uh, we'll we'll, plug, we'll put, give that a play next week because we're running out of time and we've got to go and record our next edition. Well, actually, of the John, I think we may have
0: to pause and come back to do this bit of the show later on. Okay. Because we're, we're going to do Legends mm-hmm. past don't we? Mm-hmm. And we're running out of power and we have probably got another five, ten minutes talking to do. Okay. So why don't we pause? Okay. And do, again, this is the parallel we live in. It's crazy. Well, like, have world. you seen that movie Inception? No, I have not. Does it surprise you that I haven't seen it? I mean, that's a good film, John. Oh, yeah. It was probably cool. one of the best films of is last that year. that Batman. As good as Batman. Well, Batman, I'm going to leave Batman until after we talk okay, about it. Okay, it's so exciting. Well, it was interesting. Yeah. It was interesting. And obviously, that sad event that happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, we're going to be back in 10 seconds. Or well, actually, one second. We're back now. See what I did Brilliant. In our world. And ours just disappeared. And we just had a really good interview, didn't we? Yeah,
1: so next week on uh, Legends of Triathlon, <laughs> a guy called Mike Plant, and uh, he is one of the original journalists in the sport of triathlon. Through well, the what was really
0: trials. interesting around it was the whole idea of how much influence like guys like him actually mm. got us to where we are today.
1: Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's yeah. Good time. So listen in next week.
0: John John needs to wrap this up, so he's <laughs> trying to rush.
1: <laughs> Coffees of Hawaii. It's still hot in America. All my athletes I coach over there are still just gone. It's, it, killing me out there and I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago but the iced coffee is the way to go in conditions like this we've got the Manalani Estate and what they've got on Coffees of Hawaii as well they've even got the ingredients and everything the way you need to make your, uh, your iced coffee, you get 7-8 ounces of island style Coney or Manalani <laughs> Estate coffee, coarse ground 6 cups of filtered or bottled water room temperature a cheesecloth or double lined coffee oh, filter wow. and a carafe you Pour the grounds into a large container. Pour the water over the grounds slowly and evenly. Stir if needed, and let sit covered for 12 hours. Slowly pour the coffee through this cloth or double-lined filter into a carafe. Store the coffee in a carafe up to two weeks. That's a lasts a good amount of time. Oh, really? Two weeks? There you go. Wow, it so, to make a lot. Exactly, because it's pretty hot, right? You'd be drinking quite a lot, wouldn't you? You would be. Mm. So you can get your uh, your Manalani Estate from coffeesofhawaii.com. Get an eight-ounce bag. And it's only thirteen twenty-five. Use code IMTalk. Get yourself a nice, healthy discount, and you get yourself sorted. We're not
0: finished here, John. Okay, because coffee coffees of, the of week. Hawaii. Coffee, Co- Co- coffee fact. fact. Yep, coffee fact. Coffees can actually be used. Now who sent this drug? I, I, I can't remember, but I'll give you some love next week. You through because they sent me through I'm getting lots of coffee facts. People are loving the coffee facts. Coffees can actually be used to fuel what, John? Your car. Yes! There you go. Through, though not very efficiently at the moment, uh, it is nice to know that there is an alternative out there that can not only fuel our bodies, but our vehicles too. Now, what's interesting, John, is coffee is the number two Traded commodity in the world And oil was number one So if it filled the cars I'm thinking coffee go, boom There
1: you go she she is now mate Start <laughs>
0: planting some more Coffee plantations <laughs> So there you go So if you run out of petrol And you've got a bit of coffee's of Hawaii in, in your car Just put it down the tank You'll be sweet ass. The new biofuel The biofuel of the future <laughs> Biofuel So sponsors are
1: Coffeesofya.com uh, Fuel your car Extreme endurance Fuel your your muscles athlinks.com
0: Fuel your ego There you, you, know go. you know right. yeah, yeah.
1: Okay what you got John? What's my goss? Um, chicken pox uh, is not a nice experience for the kiddies. Tell them yeah. how you have a chicken pox party. I found that interesting. So, so Thomas he had a severe, a pretty severe case of chicken pox. It was uh, was pretty gross. And um, but then we had people from the preschool and stuff wanting to come around and to get their kids to get chicken pox, because they want to that? get it done and dusted and while they're that age. It's a less, less of an inconvenience if they get them you know when they're at school. And so what are they?
0: They lick his forehead. No, it's not Agent
1: if you had to <laughs> Yeah, that's, that would be There's not many things that gross Belinda out But she was getting pretty grossed out by having to um, Is it like
0: um, pussy like, pimples, like, is it? I can't remember Big massive pussy pimples and just hundreds of them I've got a big grossed. scar right here Like seriously, it's, it's like that big yeah. Um, For podcasting, great podcasting Yeah. And uh, from one I chicken pox
1: Yeah, well that's what we we're, were worried about with Thomas He seems to be, yesterday started clearing up But um, it's pretty gross Second thing, um, Goss he's pointing the
0: finger. Team was
1: uh, watched a really good program, um, the Golden Hour. It was uh, on Sunday night a documentary. Oh no! That, was it a documentary? Was it? Yeah, with um, was with based around so Peter Snell and Murray Halbuk, who were both um, New Zealand gold medalists at the nineteen sixty. Peter Snell, Olympics. for those you
0: don't know, who's kind of the world's most amazing runner in his time. He was mm. eight hundred, fifteen hundred. Just
1: crushed it. So what it was, was it, what ranked. was it like? It was great. He 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 was lucky to even get selected for the, the that, that Olympics. He was ranked about twenty seventh in the world. They sort of went out on a whim and uh, selected him, and he just crushed everybody. It was uh, they turned up the Olympics, and there was an extra round of the eight hundred put in because they got so many entries. You know, when you go to the Olympics for 800s, you've, you've got x amount of rounds. You know, you've got the first round, your second round, your. And back in back those days,
0: did anyone do it today? Um, well, I did think the Olympics? entry
1: system was. A bit, bit yeah. different. So they had too many people, so they had to add in an extra round. And uh, and so he just crushed it. He, his endurance was amazing, and uh, he just killed everybody. It was it was brilliant. But the but one thing that came out for me
0: was, was apparently how... Apparently it was really sad. Sorry? Apparently, I saw on Facebook. I haven't seen the I, I want to watch it because apparently it was brilliant.
1: Yeah, well, no, one thing that was really sad, they had um, a lot of his contemporaries that, that trained with him, and they had one guy, that I, I, know, I know well about this guy, this um, guy, um bill bailey and there was barry mcgee bill bailey um and, and a couple of others but um bill bailey didn't get selected for the olympics and like hey, this is this guy there must be i don't know there must be 70ish or something yep. like that now and when they talked about the selection you could see him he almost started bawling his eyes out because oh, yeah. he was ranked 12th in the world and the selectors just chose not to select him because it was all very political back then and uh and he probably would have gone on there and you know well, potentially, potentially got it got a medal and they didn't select him. So when we sometimes you know sometimes I sort of say oh they didn't select this guy for the Olympics he should have done better. But the impact for people just to make the Olympics sometimes that is their well, lifelong I'm be ambition. Emotional thinking about it and uh, yeah it was uh, that was that was pretty intriguing. But they were they were a brilliant bunch of guys and uh, and an amazing the difference uh, a, a group culture can have. And, and Arthur Liddy was uh, it was obviously it was a genius, um, but. Just how the power of the, over the, the mind games that he played with them, you know, when they turned up at the Olympics and his extra round of, of the 800s, you know, lots of people might get rattled by that. Arthur Lydiard says, oh, this is absolutely brilliant. This is, this is perfect. It couldn't be better for you, Peter. Yeah. And, uh, and they just went, oh, really? Sweet. Wow. I'm into it. Oh, it, was, it was great
0: golden times you can actually, you, actually I'm not sure if you've ever watched it, but it's on tvnz.co.nz if, oh yeah, yeah TV On, yeah. on Demand mm, it's, it's really NG, worth NG. watching
1: yeah um, anything else the no that's about it for
0: now get to swimming at, lessons what time swimming lessons uh, I've got to be down there in about five ten minutes okay well I'll keep it short just one thing Brian Lafer he just sent me through an email just saying Bev don't give the Canadians a hard time about Olympic medals <laughs> <He wasn't, laughs> why not he was not happy saying I love the show I'm always kind of passing on the love you know, he's just started dissing the Canadians and he said, What about if we add the Winter Olympics medals? This is true. This is a good point because we have won. We have won. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that tally ain't going up anytime soon. Although oh, we
1: do have the extreme skiers, quite uh, some extreme skiers. Oh, do good. we? Yeah. And
0: yeah, we're coming after you, Connects. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Who cares about the Winter Olympics? Yeah, Winter Olympics, Olympics that's what I say. It's all about the Summer Olympics. Yeah. Um, what was I was going to say, what have I been up to Batman or went Batman? Mm hmm. Ex- expectations were set too high, were they? Well, wasn't it wasn't set too high. I, I thought it was good. Don't get me wrong. Like, if can't be critical of it, it was pretty good. But I think there was a couple of things in it that just took away from the experience a little bit. But I don't want to ruin it because a lot of people haven't seen it. I thought overall, I highly recommend seeing it. Seven out of ten. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Yep, yep, totally. Um, went to Dunedin, sunny Dunedin. Sunny Dunedin. <laughs> sunny Dunedin <laughs> <laughs> for the weekend. That was all good. Um, and my mate Jeff broke his collarbone. Yeah, who's saying that Yeah Yeah, but his wife's devastated about that, is she? Well, she probably is now But then once she realised how Because he has got into cycling Yeah So once she figures out how much a time he's going to have Yeah She probably wouldn't be that devastated, eh? Yeah Yeah Psycho, what is it? Cy- psycho Cycling widows Have you heard of that saying? No Because you go basically do cycling all the time You don't see your husband anymore Right Yeah You don't hear that one? No Oh. oh, cycling widows,
1: yeah. you say. Sorry. yeah You yeah, think yeah. I say windows? I don't know. I don't know what you said. Uh, you never do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem. Slow down. Queen's Stay English.
0: Slow down. <laughs> down. I don't do any of those things. Um, no, John, this weekend, not much. Um, I'm off to Europe in September. JD weeks.
1: Duathlon. I mean, you haven't even given me your dates yet, Bevan. What for? For when you're going away, so I can well, organise my flights. You must know when you're going. No, no lies, man. John. They haven't given me my flights. You must know roughly when you're going.
0: September the first to about twenty-six. There you go. That's all I needed to know. No, no, it'll be a little bit before that because I have to fly out on the first. Email them to me. I'm working on the first. So I'll probably leave on the Tuesday, wouldn't I? Okay. The first is a sad day. Okay, people don't need to know this. I'll probably leave on the 28th. <laughs> you just send me an email. We've got a preview. Hong Kong, we've a
1: proper, proper break here.
0: And then at we're Queenstown, I'm going to miss a Tuesday. And in, in August, I'm probably going to miss a couple of Tuesdays in August. It's cheap we're in trouble. We're in trouble. That's why I need to start planning. Probably going to, I'm going to probably miss six shows. Mm. Got to go to Hong Kong, okay. go to Queenstown, then Europe. You know, you're going to have, it's going to be a good, bigger give and take here. Europe, John. I'm looking forward to Europe. Good. Got to go to Paris. I've been to do a band in Paris. Keep you your do expectations
1: Paris? low, Bevan. Really? Yeah. Paris is cool. It's got some cool it's, on the it's city tour, of love. But, but it's also got some pretty scotty
0: things going on as well. I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is because it's the city of love, so Joe will be in the mood anyway. I'm going to take Good lots of coffee off away. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Just there you
1: go. Lead her up on coffee. Well, you've been coming out of your hotel room.
0: <laughs> Paris, I don't know what it looks <laughs> like. <laughs>
1: Iron Russ. Iron no Train Hard. Train Smart. Kia, Kia Kaha. Car.